Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie, and welcome to the Confidence Creators Podcast. We are real women with real stories that will uplift and inspire you. Each week, you will learn to build and gain trust in yourself. Together, we will explore what confidence means to you, where to find it, and have fun doing it. It's time to take back your confidence. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Confidence Creators Podcast. We are on Season 2, Episode 5 today. Our um, topic today will be uh, self-care versus self-love. What's the difference and why are they both equally important? In this episode, we will talk about what each of them are and how Stephanie and I um, practice both because... um, we both believe that that they are both equally important to our mental health, to our confidence building, and um, regaining confidence as well. If we've you know had any like issues with that, so we'll get started right away. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. I'm so excited you- to get started. Yes, I know you guys have not heard us in a few weeks. We have just, you know, like we share before, sometimes we have our growing pains. We get super busy as well. Um, we both recently um, had some pretty good accomplishments. We were focused on, well, Stephanie was is getting more focused on running. I kind of <laughs> took it for granted that I can run, and I went out and ran a half marathon this past weekend. Stephanie did her um, 15K trail run which she loves trail running. Congrats, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. It was much needed. I I'm definitely have felt a big notice in my mood when I'm constantly having some type of activity going on in my life. Yeah, and I plan to get a lot more consistent. I will be 45 in a couple of months or less than a couple of months. And, you know, just getting more consistent at the gym. That's one thing that I've really tried to focus on. So, so yeah, with that being said, we're going to, well, as usual, some things never change in our constant uh, world of change, <laughs> that we will start with our um, gratitude uh, today for Stephanie. What are you grateful for today? So I'm truly grateful for our running community. I think that... Um, it's something that we've built with time and I'm sure Christina can attest to this is that it's, you know, new relationships that we've grown, but it also started with us putting ourselves out there and really allowing ourselves to be a part of a community in an interest that we love. Right. So I recently when usually when I have a difficulty with running or have a question about running, cause I'm not an expert, um, you know, or need some advice, I will reach out to my running community. And every time I've had an incredible response from them, um, people are super supportive, like beyond supportive, um, And I'm just super grateful for that. I'm just so grateful for those relationships that I've built um, 
those individuals that I've met. And I mean, it's people that I, maybe I just kind of have friended them on social media or I've seen them maybe a couple of places here and there out in the running world, but don't really have like a close relationship with them. But despite that, they still are supportive. They still like will help me. And I just, I love it. I love that I've been able to be a part of the community that is, here in San Antonio when it comes to running and all the people that are involved in it and all the support and love. Yeah, definitely. I concur, Stephanie, big time because, you know, we're very, uh, I made a post and I said, you know, why do we do this to ourselves? But for me, I love the camaraderie. I love all the friendships that I've made through the running community. I love that even though I went out there and you know, I, I did the route by myself, but I could see everybody along the way, you know, um, whether it was on the starting line, at the finish line, throughout the route, supporting us at the different water stops and what have you. At the finish line, you know, we get to celebrate each other's accomplishments and it was really, really great. So I'm going to piggyback on your gratitude tonight and I'm going to just say the same thing because, you know, I kind of joke and say we encourage each other, but do we really? I think we really influence each other. And it's almost like a bad influence <laughs> sometimes. We just take it for granted that that we do these these things to our bodies. I'm suffering so much right now. No, I'm just kidding. But it's like you just don't want to not do it. And it's and it's part of that is because of the community that we have built through through our running and you know, I'm grateful that that's actually how I met Stephanie. If you guys don't know, or if you don't remember how we got connected, we started training for the same race for a really great cause. And, you know, through her, I've made a lot of other great running friends and, you know, even friends beyond running. So now, you know, now we're doing this. So (laughs) super grateful for that as well. So I had to piggyback on that. Well, and vice versa, you definitely, yeah, you vice versa, you definitely helped me be introduced to some great communities. And I think that's just like the plus part of our relationship is that we've been able to do a lot of like things together. And so, and it, I mean, it's, it's probably the least place you think you would make friendships, right? Like, because when you think of like, oh, you're going to join a running club, you think all you're going to do is run. Like, you're not really maybe going to be talking to other people. Like, you maybe think like, well, I don't run and talk. Like, but it's so much more than just the running community. Like, yes, you go out and run and you do these races together, but it's a bond that you build. And I mean, I'm so thankful that I've met Christina that way. And I don't think that, um, I don't know if we would have met any other way, honestly, like if we didn't have that to share. You know, I don't think, I mean, it's funny that because we became friends, we kind of like have realized some connections that we had similar connections as far as friends and stuff or, or acquaintances. And like you worked with somebody that knew me from my childhood and I work with somebody who knows you. So yeah, that's the whole small world thing about San Antonio. But yeah, I don't know how our paths would have crossed. Maybe we were destined to anyway, so there would have been a way. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not, you know, almost three years ago. Oh my gosh. I just realized that I've been running for almost three years like this. Uh, what am I doing to myself? (laughs) You guys, I'm really, really joking. I'm just very dramatic when, 
when it comes to stuff like this, but um, let's get started. So last we left off, um, we were talking about, it was February, it was the month of love. We were talking about self-love. We were talking about self-care. We addressed both of those separately. And tonight we want to come to y'all and say like, how are they, you know, similar as well? Or how are they both equally important, even though they're different things? Because, And the other thing I really thought it was important is that I wanted to make sure that that our listeners knew the difference because um, self-care is instant in some ways and self-love takes time. Yes, and I think that um, it's... I think, like you said, people don't necessarily realize there's a difference, but it is a big difference, actually. And like Christina said, you know, it's self-care is instant. It's something physical that you can actually do. So it's an activity that we do on purpose, that we choose to do it because it helps take care of us mentally, emotionally, our physical health. You know, you hear us talk about running all the time, and I, I express this is that running for me helps with my emotional and mental state. Like I physically will feel better after I run. And, and a lot of times we tend to overlook this part of, of taking care of yourself. Right. And I promise that it immediately can change your mood instantly. So, you know, we definitely want to point out that this is a self Both of them, I feel like, are choices that you make. But one of them is an actual activity that happens instantly, like Christina said. And that's probably the perfect way to decipher the two is that it's an instant kind of activity that you can focus on to immediately have an outcome in whatever you're trying to do. You know, whether you're, you know, wanting to start a new regimen and you want to start eating healthy, you know, you can instantly do those things. And yes, it takes time, but it can happen right away. It's not like you have to wait for it to work, um, you know, for you to make a decision on that. So some of the things that, you know, that we've talked about that can be a way of self-care is exercise. Like we always talk about running, you know, something that's just going to make you happy. It could be reading a book. It could be listening to a podcast, even just meditating, sitting quietly, for some people, it's, you know, reading the Bible or doing some type of scriptural work, um, doing some type of spiritual work for yourself, um, you know, making a choice to say no to things that aren't making you happy is self-care, cleaning your house, being organized, like that's something huge, I think. And I can't recall who talks about this, but it's about the fact that when you are in a place of like you feel chaotic in your life, one of the best things to do is look at your space and see where the mess is physically, you know, whether it's laundry or, you know, dishes or, you know, paperwork everywhere or the space that you want to feel common. If that is, a mess, you will feel in a mess. You will feel chaotic. So some of those types of things are so important for your self-care. On that note, okay, so putting laundry away, right? You don't think that putting laundry away is a self-care action. I don't think anybody, I know actually I've heard people who say they really enjoy putting the laundry away, but 
what what I what I find is that when my laundry is not put away in the morning, when I'm trying to get ready for work and I'm looking for a particular blouse or socks when I'm getting ready to go work out or whatever, right? And I'm like scrambling through mismatched socks and I'm a huge person. I'm huge on matching socks. <laughs> I know not everybody cares, but I'm pretty huge on matching socks. But when you're not like organized, you're just adding stress to that moment, you know, getting ready in the morning sometimes can be a really huge chore, especially if you have small kids, especially if you have, you know, a husband to care for or dogs to care for in the morning before you leave. If everything is, you know, at least I'm not saying, you know, to have the cleanest house or, or the neatest space, but let's say you take a little bit of extra time to prepare your clothes in the morning. Like we've, I think we've talked about that, like laying your stuff out when you wanted to start a new workout regimen, right? Like making your stuff be ready in the morning. So you're just like right there, ready to go. So just even things like that, you know, just a little bit of organization for me goes a long way. Cause trust me, uh, I have tiled floors. Do I have time to sweep every day? No, but you know, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm those are the just little things that I can maybe put aside for another day. But yeah, keeping a little bit of organization in my life goes a whole long way. And that's a huge part of, of I think, my self-care as well as, you know, like napping is something I can, you know, kind of disconnect and and stay home. Um, like you said, say, say no to things that don't make you happy or don't fulfill, give you much fulfillment. I've really been learning that lately. Um, I might have disconnected. And it's only because I, I'm trying to focus on other areas of my life that, you know, staying home on a Friday night and cleaning my apartment sometimes is it's way more fulfilling than going out and, you know, being social for a little while, you know, because that's just going to, you know, impede my progress sometimes. Sometimes. I'm not saying it's all the time because I do still want to go out and have a good time. But sometimes I just kind of say, like, you know what, I just want to stay home and be in my space and be okay with it. So that's, that's a lot of, uh, every, a lot of the things that Stephanie mentioned about self-care are definitely ways that I, I try to practice. But like, yes, and then um, self-love, um, like we said, self-care is very instant sometimes or can be instant when you, when you take care of those things. But self-love, uh, self-love for me, is is a process it's been something that i've i've had to learn to do um one of the things that that has helped me is just accepting my flaws and not make making sure like accepting my imperfections and that's not easy and that doesn't happen instantly you can't just say you know what i'm just going to be okay with being overweight for now or i'm just going to be okay with like having a bad hair day that's hard and that's very impactful sometimes but it's like switching focus it's like recognizing that you're doing that to yourself sometimes when you're cutting yourself down so much like oh my hair looks horrible or or you know I just I feel so fat or I look so fat when you look in the mirror or um maybe you know make take a mental note of what you do like about your appearance if that's something that that is and that is something that's impeding that in you and, and, and making you feel in negative ways about yourself, then, you know, 
try to look at something else. Something that I did recently was put a picture on Facebook, on Instagram. I really didn't like the picture. <laughs> I loved my outfit that day. And I had a really pretty blouse that I really liked wearing that morning. And I wanted to take a picture to capture it. And then when I looked at the pictures, I was like, oh, I don't really look that great. But, you know, that instantly made me think like, okay, I need to focus on the positive instead. And I'm going to post it anyway, because that is one way I practice self-love. And it doesn't have to do with social media for everybody. But for me and and what I do and, and the way I try to help people, it is for me about social media in a lot of ways, right? So I'm just going to post it anyway, and I'm going to look at the positive things about it. And I'm going to um, just accept my my flaws. So, you know, it's an attitude adjustment in a lot of cases. And another way to practice self-love is journaling your, your gratitude, the things that you're grateful for. That's one thing that we do at the beginning of every episode. That's one thing that Stephanie and I both try to do on a personal a daily basis? Does it happen every day? No, but at the same time, I may not write it down, but sometimes I'm thinking about it on my way to work, right? Like, what am I grateful for today? Like, you know, um, I've had situations where I didn't have a vehicle, so I'll be thankful that I have my vehicle to drive to work that morning and get myself to work on time. Or I've had situations where maybe I didn't have a job or, you know, there was a time I didn't have a job for like a whole year, which was really tough. You know, I'm grateful that I have my job. Is it stressful sometimes? Yes. Is it a drag to go to work some days? Yes. But, you know, kind of just changing your attitude and and focusing on what you're grateful for. Because again, like we said, um, self-love is not always physical, but sometimes it's mostly like your emotional state or your, you know, mental state. And it looks different for everyone. Like those are just things that, that I've mentioned and, you know, barely touched on, but um, self-love is definitely a process and it's hard. It's not easy. And like I said, um, but it's just, you know, writing one thing down. Like I I challenge, you know, somebody who's struggling with this in this area of self-love where you constantly like beat yourself down about something you just didn't get right. maybe, you know, think, you know, write it down or, or, you know, tell us, you know, send us a note if you can, or if you're willing to, and tell us how you were able to change your mindset when it came to, to that and accepting your, your flaws and your imperfections, if you will. I think this is probably an area that is, it's hard. This one is hard because I think it's kind of like you you people heard the word self-love right most people really you know understand what self-love is or they feel like you know what I don't know I don't have self-love for myself and they can identify that some people may not even know that what they're doing is like negative love for themselves I think that self-love is constant work every day for you and I know that it's sounds like something hard to do but it is so worth the work to put into yourself like this and I I think one of the things that we kind of mention quite often is like having these positive affirmations that you tell yourself because when it comes to self-love it's all about your mind it's all about what your thoughts are it's all about what your brain is processing and a lot of the things are engraved 
deep into our brains where we cannot change some of those things. And this has stemmed from when we were younger, you know, and it's just something that you carried with you. And it's maybe at this point in your life, being older, that you don't realize that it's, it's just a habit now that you have this negativity in your life or in your thoughts that you just do it out of habit. So to reverse all of that, it's going to take practice. It's like breaking bad habits. I mean, what do they say after like 21 days or something that you're able to create new habits, but after three months is when you really start being able to believe in those habits that you're making. And I think self-love is definitely one of those things. You have to practice every day and you have to do it diligently every day. You have to be mindful of what you're doing when it comes to self-love. So if self-love means staying away from negativity on social media, then that's what you need to do. You need to remove that from your your thought process. Um, I had a conversation with somebody recently and I noticed that they started becoming very upset easily when it came to like discussions with politics or something in that nature where to me like I was steered away from wanting to even talk to them about it well come to find out they were listening to news that wasn't the greatest and so them constantly listening to this is going to have an effect on their thought process it's going to have effect on who they are and what they think maybe about themselves or something that they're not necessarily thinking. You know, we, we talk about, you know, listening to podcasts and how much power words have from coming from individuals that inspire you and move you and change you. Um, somebody who I can definitely speak of is Rachel Hollis. I listen to her podcast and I can instantly feel a difference in how I feel about myself. So those are all the things that we talk about with self-love. It is work, it, but it's so worth it to put in the work for it, for what you're going to get in the end. Yeah, because um, our goal is, you know, to help you along the way, um, to help you along the process of healing and regaining your confidence. But of course, if it's something like Stephanie said, that's really like embedded in you and you're really struggling, then I, I'd like to take this moment because um, one thing that we always encourage is, you know, getting some help, getting some extra help if you need it. Like, don't be ashamed if you need, you know, to talk to somebody about these struggles that you have, of you know, this negative um, outlook on yourself that you just, you know, sometimes the hole gets so deep that you can't dig yourself out of it by yourself. And it's not easy, but yes, like Stephanie said, it's so worth it. And, you know, once you're able to talk to somebody, you know, whether you're a churchgoer, you know, maybe talk to somebody in your church, or if you're, you know, want to get counseling, you know, there's, there's so many resources out there. So I definitely encourage that because I know that going out and getting manicures and pedicures is one way that I can practice self-care, um, but it's not going to, you know, get rid of the things in, you know, inside of me, like the pains and the hurts that I deal with sometimes. Um, there's a, a post that I've seen often, and I think I've even shared it in my, in my past, is like, you can drink all the teas, you can do all the workouts, and you can do, and yeah, that 
helps, but sometimes it's not necessarily going to heal what's really going on inside you. So, so, I mean, I definitely encourage um, that as well, because self-care, like we said, it could be an instant stress reliever, but you know, if you're, if what you're going through is harder than that, then please don't try to do it alone. Um, I always try to reach out to somebody that, you know, if I, if I need extra encouragement or if I need prayer, I'm really big on like, you know, praying and, and, uh, you know, my faith is important to me. So I know who I can talk to about those things when I need that. So having those individuals maybe already like figured out for yourself and you don't have to have them figured out, but I'm just saying like, maybe you have that one person you can always talk to. But, um, you know, practicing self-love is definitely something that's going to help build your confidence and, and, you know, hopefully change the way you see yourself, you know, because that's what confidence is about, right? And that's what self-love is about at the end of the day. It's, it's how you see yourself, you know, it's not what anybody else says about you. And so we hope that this has definitely encouraged you to reflect on that and, you know, share with us, how do you practice you know, self-care, number one. Number two, you know, what has, what have you done to teach yourself, you know, some self-love? Because, I mean, gosh, like I said, those, they're, they're, they go almost hand in hand. Um, but at the same time, they're, they're both like important in their own, in their own right. Yes. And this is, um, I know sometimes like people are like, oh, I got to work on self-care and I have to work on self-love. Like, and I have to do all these things. I have to do all the things, right? But you don't, you can do it slowly. You need to do what's best for you. What's going to help you? What do you need right now, this moment to help you? You know, if it's more self-love, then focus on that, you know? And then with the self-love, it's going to come more self-care. Like it's going to play hand in hand with each other. They they complement each other very well, but you don't need to do it all. Work on it a little bit at a time. Take little bites to get yourself into a routine of things and not feel like overwhelmed with it because that's the last thing that these should be doing for you is making you feel overwhelmed. And it's it's a process. And I think it's something that you, you never stop working on. You have to constantly be working on these things to help you day by day to, you know, and yeah, I have my moments where I'm definitely not practicing either one of those, but I feel it. I feel the effects of not practicing it and it's not healthy for me. It's not good for me. It's not good for the people around me. Um, and so that's why I have come to understand what I need. And it took some time to sit down in my thoughts and say, okay, what do I need to do? Or what have I done that's making me happy? Like what, what continues to provide me with a better heart, a better head, better physically? What, what, what are those things? And if that means sitting down and writing it out, then do that, be able to identify and focus on those types of things. And if it's maybe one thing that makes you happy, then do that for as long as you can until you're ready to move on to the next thing. But it's one step closer than you were before. Good point, Stephanie. Yes, you don't have to do all the things all at once. So, you know, decide what you what's good for you and, you know, practice it. I mean, that's how we've gotten here. And 
doesn't mean we're already like a hundred percent, you know, <laughs> accomplished, but we work on it daily. So thank you everybody for listening again. And we're so glad to be back with y'all. We promise, um, you know, I'm not going to promise because I'm not going to lie. Shit happens, <laughs> but we are definitely practicing this and we're definitely working on this with each other, within ourselves to just, you know, come out here and do what we love because we do love this. And we, we are trying to be way more intentional. I know I am, and I'm going to be completely honest with y'all and, you know, just let you know that sometimes we can't get it all right, but we are definitely working on it. <laughs> yes. And we're definitely not giving up. I think that's the main point is that we're not just calling it and not focusing on it. We're very um, aware and we want to do better. So we are going to try our best to do better. I know that we don't release an episode every week recently, but that's okay. And I, I think that um, we make that decision for our own personal reasons and that's okay too. I mean, we, that's what we hope to show you as individuals is that you have to make a decision for what's best for you and that's going to mean more than anything when we hear that that's the choice that you've made. So thank you all for listening. We are so excited to be bringing you this episode. We hope that it brings nothing but goodness for you and things that you can practice and something that you've learned. And as always stay positive and keep smiling. Don't forget the fun continues on Instagram and Facebook search confidence creators and if you absolutely love this episode leave us a review